Welcome to the Feathered Desert, a podcast all about desert bird feeding in the southwestern region of the United States. Good uh, day. Whatever. <laughs> welcome, yes. welcome to the Feathered Desert. Uh, this uh, Kirsten and Cheryl, and um, we're going to talk about summer reading for birders all ages. So with school out and summer vacations here, we just wanted to let you know that WBU Mesa has a variety of books for all ages, from field guides to activity books. So we thought it would be a good idea to let our listeners know what excellent choices we have to offer for those birders or budding birders venturing out of their backyard or staying home in their backyard. And Kirsten's got the first. Yes. I really like we have expanded our book area, and there are many, many choices. First, when it comes to field guides. So that's one of the questions that people ask us, well, which one's the best one? And there is not a good answer for a majority of people. You have to pick your individual ID guide yourself because everybody is looking for something a little bit different. So we're going to focus on a few of them. Uh, One of our most popular ones is Birds of Arizona by Stan Tequila, I think is how you say it. It is spelled T-E-K-I-E-L-A. I don't know if he says it differently, but that's how it rolls off the tongue. So this book is small in size and it's easy to carry with you, which is really important if you're hiking or backpacking or you're on a picnic, you don't want something big and bulky to carry with you. The reason that a lot of people like this one, and it really is a great ID book, is it has good page size pictures of the birds. And he takes these photos himself and he's an excellent photographer. It has 153 species of Arizona birds. And the one that we carry is birds of Arizona. So you are going to find these birds in the state of Arizona. It doesn't mean you're gonna find every single one of those birds in the valley area where we are, but you will see them in our state. And really one of the coolest parts of this book is up on the top of the pages, on the edges, it has a color guide And so you say, oh my gosh, that bird looks a little yellow to me. You go to the yellow section and you flip it open and you keep flipping through that section and most likely that's where you'll find the bird. Because he does cross-reference. So if you see a bird that's brown and yellow, it's going to be in the brown section and the yellow section. And uh, I love that one because a lot of people are just like, I don't know, it was red. (laughs) So you flip to the red section and you have a place to start. And then you're not quite as overwhelmed with it. Um, This one is uh, great as well because it will compare features so you can decide between the lookalikes because we do have lookalikes here. like Orioles. Yes. Um, Orioles, for one, are are terribly hard to differentiate. We also have something like Cason's finches versus a house finch, and a lot of people are like, I don't know the difference. Or females. And females, exactly, too. And he shows you what a male and a female looks like if they are sexually dimorphic, which not all of our birds are. And so that's a great one. Stan Tequila also is a naturalist, so he tells you a little bit about his own observations as well as uh, natural history of each bird, but not so much that you're overwhelmed. And it also includes a range of maps where the bird lives within the state of Arizona, which if you are hiking up in the White Mountains and you see like the Quetzal or something like that, and you're like, oh, that's not the right bird because it's not going to be in that area. And you'll be like, okay, so I need to find a different type of bird. Uh, Our second guide that we carry here is Peterson's Field Guide to Birds of North America, and that is by Roger Peterson. This is a very well-known, very long-lasting field guide. 
A lot of people like it. It does have illustrations. It does not do photos. It does illustrations. It has range maps so you can see where these birds will be. Uh, but keep in mind, this is all of North America. So some of these birds that you see in this book will not actually be in Arizona. But it does have notes and facts, including what the vocalizations should sound like. So um, like uh, if you're looking up a, a Phoebe, then uh, our black Phoebe here, or the Says Phoebe, all the Phoebe's vocalizations kind of sound like Phoebe, Phoebe. And it tells you that in a written way. So it doesn't play those songs for you. It's a book. But it tells you in a written way um, what it might sound like. And it also does give you comparisons between similar birds. And then, of course, Roger Peterson is one of the world's greatest naturalists, and his identification system is superb. So this one is the Peterson Field Guide to Birds of North America. The third one that we have, and my favorite, my chosen favorite, is Sibley's North American. We have both that and Sibley's West Coast Field Guides. So we have both. And I like that we have the Sibley's West Coast because then we can focus a little bit more on our side of the United States. And you aren't having as many gaps. Sometimes you get the gaps um, with some of our birds if you choose a North American one. And um, yes, Cheryl put in here Kirsten's fan favorite. It is. I really like Sibley's because he, um, once again, they do illustrations, but they don't put too many birds on one page. And that's what I like about that. You'll get one bird on one page or two birds on one page. He gives you differences between the um, male and the female and also comparisons between similar looking birds. Everybody is considered uh, put together in one family. So if you look at the body of a bird and you're like, oh, it kind of looks like a robin, you can go to that family of the robin and then start looking through. And then if it's not the robin, you probably end up finding your bird. And this one is of course, David Sibley. He is the one who does these field guides. It also gives you information on habitat, which is important as well. Like I said, if you're hiking in the White Mountains and you see this bird and you're like, well, this bird isn't supposed to be in this habitat, then maybe it's one of his similar cousins. And um, that one I like as well. He also does discuss the vocalizations and gives you a range map. Now, having talked about those three that we have here, which we do have a few more that Cheryl's going to tell us about, keep in mind, you probably need to come into the store and look at these field guides because it's individual. There are lots of people that like Peterson better than Sibley, even though Sibley's my favorite. It doesn't mean I'm always right, but it's a very individual choice. So the best thing to do is come in and look at them. Yeah. And Cheryl's got a couple more that we have yeah. too. So we have, um, well, my personal favorite is uh, Ken Kaufman's Field Guide to Birds of North America. Now, <clears throat> we like, Kirsten and I like our field guides for very different reasons. So, um, this book is designed for fast identification. It's small, compact, easy to carry in a backpack. Now, Kirsten carries her uh, guide and a harness, I think, on the on your front or in a pouch? Yes, it's like a little pouch. And it a was, book pouch. Yes, it was a little leather book pouch. My husband specially made it for me. And um, I carry it upside down so that when I pull it up, I can look at it right side up. So, so she has, uh, but I carry mine usually in a backpack. I have a camera. I have binoculars on me in a backpack. So I don't need anything else hanging, <laughs> hanging on me when I'm hiking. And usually it's my husband who pulls out the uh, field guide. Um, it's 
pictorial table of contents and colored tab sections. It's got similar species grouped together, a one-page quick index, and range maps, vocalizations, and illustrations. I do sometimes get frustrated because that's all he gives me. He does, it doesn't give me any behavior tips or any sort of habitat information. Right. Just, it's just quick bird identification. So that, in that sense, it's not a guide for the newbie. Yeah. Because you have to realize that there's a collection of things that help you identify a bird, not just what it looks like. Right. So I like it because I, I have that collection of information in my brain. So um, we do have a book that's by two local uh, birders, Janet Weitzman and Troy Corman. It's called Birds of Phoenix in Maricopa County, Arizona. Um, it's a very local bird guide to where to where to find birds in a large county as Maricopa County. Now Maricopa County is 9,266 square miles. Okay, wrap your head around that math. Yeah. <laughs> and it has a very high bird species list totaling 459 different birds. And that is higher. That's a higher bird bird count of different birds than some states have. Right. So Arizona has a prolifera of different bird species and it is just a, um, a, a wonderland for birders. So this bird guide um, helps the birder uh, know where to go to find what. So it's broken up into area sections. Um, it has a full information, some illustrations and photos, covers the county's varied habitats, migrating, wintering areas, and the birds that visit those areas. It's popular with the local Audubon uh, groups, and like I stated before, it's written by two local um, birders. And we do, it does move out of the store. It we, does, we, yes. We do sell these. So Kirsten has some outdoor books for kids. Yes, definitely. So we know school is out right now um, as we're posting this podcast and we're looking for something to do. And of course, that doesn't always mean go outside in our <laughs> desert area where we are <laughs> no. because we don't want anybody bursting into flames. But one of the things kids can do is kind of learn about outdoors. And we've got some great books here. One of my absolute favorites, because I'm slightly obsessed with caterpillars. For those of you who listen all the time, you know that. For those of you who don't, I'm obsessed with caterpillars. Um, we have one called The Secret Lives of Backyard Bugs. I really like this one because it has great pictures and photographs in it. Um, really nice ones, up close, clear things that make the bugs look really, really interesting. Um, it has just enough to keep your interest, but not too much. So it doesn't give you too much talky talk, talk, talk. It gives you interesting facts. Um, one of my rules of thumb is three facts and you're out. People can handle three facts and then they're out. That's basically how it's, how it's written. Yes, and it tells you what it is, generally what it eats, and then um, some cool fact about it. Yeah. And that's really all people can handle. And that's why I like this book. Um, and it does stress how important insects are and... It doesn't, it's never in a judgy kind of scary way. It always tells you something really interesting about them. And so this can make kids love insects because we need to love them because they are the ones that will save the world. And we, um, so I really like that one. That one, Secret Lives of Backyard Bugs. We also have a very cool one for Beginner's Guide to Backyard Birding and it's called What's That Bird? And this one is also fun. It's got great photos in it and it tells you 
kind of all of the instruments you need to have to be a good birder and patience and how to use different things. So it's really great for anyone who wants to start birding. So whether young or old, it's a great way to learn how to identify birds as well. And we're looking at, for both of these two books, we're looking at probably children in the fourth or fifth grade. And the What's That Bird has a bit more reading than Secret Lives of Backyard Bugs, but they're both really good. And depending on your reading level of your kid, you'll know that. Um, whether it's you can do a little younger or a little older. And an older sibling could read to a younger sibling or parent and child. Yeah, that's a nice one as well. Yeah. We also have one of Cheryl's absolute favorites that we just got in called Raptor, A Kid's Guide to Birds of Prey. And some people will be like, birds of prey, what does that mean? This book tells you what that means. Raptor is actually the same as birds of prey. And it tells you what makes a raptor, how, what kinds of things, characteristics a bird has to have to be a raptor. And it covers birds of all over North America. So it's definitely going to cover birds that we see here. But it's also going to cover different birds that you might see on the East Coast as well. It has, it's chocked full of really great information. And we're looking at probably a reading level um, uh, between the fourth and sixth grade as well with this one. And it's got those wonderful pictures in it. Which, great pictures. Yes. I was really impressed. Very, very good pictures. And that is one of the best ways to... Um, get someone's interest and also has activities that you can do because we know we're inside we want to do some activities um in our cool weather in our houses or in um an activity area wherever you are uh, to increase your learning about raptors so that's very cool different types of activities another one that's brand new actually to the store is called owling and this one focuses specifically on owls and we all know that we have owls here in the area, especially if you're listening to our podcast. Um, the great horned owl is very typically seen here. And this book is all about the mysteries of owls and the mysteries of birds of the night. So one of the really fun things about this book is it actually has a glow-in-the-dark cover. So it'll make fun for a sleepover or something like that um, to do something cool in the evenings. Turn the lights off and you can look at that. And then um, there's the photos, of course, inside. Once again, the um, photographer of this book was really great. It has lots of interesting facts about owls. And I think one of the best parts is it tells you how to listen for owls because, of course, we are diurnal creatures ourselves. We do not have eyes that are fit to see really well at night. So listening for owls is very important. And then when you're out on a hike somewhere, it tells you how to look for evidence of owls when you're out there in the wilderness, such as pellets. You find this weird fuzzy thing on the ground under a tree and you're like, what is that? It tells you how to identify pellets of owls and all sorts of things. It tells you about the different prey that they hunt, tells you about nesting sites of owls, and it also tells you how to maintain an owl-friendly environment. So that is also really important because our owls are super important to the circle of nature. And um, it tells you a little bit about owl rehab, so rehabilitation if an owl gets hurt, and then banding. And so it kind of gives you everything that you could be interested in owls, and it starts you off with an interest in um, rehabilitation and banding, and that's a start for I some kids. I thought that kid. was really yeah. cool to put that out there. Yeah. Put it in a book. It's a great way to start a budding interest in science, especially mm -hmm. in um, animal sciences. So this one is a really, really fun book. And then we have some other really cool, fun activity ones that Cheryl's going to tell us about. Yes. So for our younger budding um, animal enthusiasts, we have what's called Young Explorer Backpack Books. 
And they come in a range of subjects. Of course, we have bird watch, nature trail, bug hunt, beach walk, discover trees. And I know you don't know what that means until I tell you that each book is filled with information for the younger child. So first, second grade, kindergarten, even younger if you have, I mean, a group of siblings. I have three kids and they're all like two years apart. So, um... They together could work this book. It, they, it comes with um, information on the subject, nice illustrations, activities, and stickers. Uh, it's a nice, um, like I said, nice, nice activity books for a child and parent or older siblings. They have field guides because they have pictures, especially with the trees or the beach walk or the nature trail. Um, just an all-around cool book and if I had grandkids I'd be buying them for Christmas presents that's for sure because I just think they're um, just really cool yeah and they have the pages are, are thicker yeah, than your thicker. average book so it's so. More like a board book yeah so they can take a little bit of beating and yeah. uh, and you I mean can write in them yep or not write in them because it gives you areas for the kids to take notes so that's an option and it comes with one of those little um, magnifying glasses. Magnifying glasses, yeah, little magnifying, so they can run around and um, and and look at things mm -hmm. <laughs> and act like a scientist. Yes. So it's very cool. Yeah. So and then another thing that we have for our uh, uh, visitors or, or hikers or our backpackers or those that who just want to sit by the pool and watch the birds fly by, we have field guides. So we have a range of field guides in all sorts of um, topics. So we go um, from wildlife, birds, wild flowers, butterflies, and the reason these are great um, for anywhere from being around water to hiking is that they have a lot of information, they're waterproof, they fold out, so they're very collapsible, very portable. They have great pictures for IDs, for, for IDing things, and they have a, just a little bit of information next to each picture. And um, they're easy to carry and lightweight, so they can slip into a diaper bag, they can slip into a day backpack or a little kid's, your child's backpack or your pocket. Yeah, it fits on the back of um, a regular pocket, like on your mm -hmm. jeans or yeah. your shorts. It, it does actually fit right in there, because I'll walk around the store sometimes and show people. <laughs> it fits right in your back pocket. We have several on hummingbirds, so if those of you who have hummingbird feeders and you're, you like to sit out um, by the pool and you're watching the hummingbirds and you're going, well, I wonder what that is. Well, you can have that field guide sitting right there. No worry about getting it wet, and it's going to show you the male and the female of each species that could be visiting your feeders. Yeah. So they're just, we have them on raptors and owls and waterfowl, so there's um, an array of information just at your fingertips. Yes, and those are wonderful. We have my favorite one of all the ones that we have. We actually have two on different butterflies found in this state. And the coolest part is that it has the caterpillar and the butterfly picture right there. That is extremely rare for any of you out there that are lepidopterists like me. You know, <laughs> you buy like 50 million books and they're all just butterflies yeah. or they're just caterpillars. This one combines both. And so I really love that. 
spots. And a really nice fold-out. Yes. And it's, it's easy to work. It's easy I do to take, yes. take I take mine um, when we go hiking and camping, and it's just so much easier than carrying a book is to have that field guide there. Yes. And you can have both. Like, um, both Cheryl and I have our slightly more complicated ID books, Sibley and Kaufman. But then we have the little ones, too. We each have our field own guides. favorite small little um, fold-out field, fold field guides that we take with us as well. Because sometimes you're like, I'm pretty sure that's what it is, and you just want to look real quick, and it has that um, one there. Also, these little fold-out ID guides are great for beginner birders or beginner bird feeding watchers because it's not too much information. Sometimes that Sibley or Kaufman can just be overwhelming, and you're like, I don't even know where to start looking in this book. And so these little fold-out ones are a great little easy, fast way to get started. Yep. And so Kirsten, she's going to spotlight a new activity that we're going to start um, with uh, Wild Birds Unlimited Mesa. Yes, we are going to be starting in July of 2022. We're going to be starting a kids trading card club and it's going to be bird cards. And it took me a really long time to practice to say that just right. <laughs> they kept messing up all the words. So it's going to be a bird card trading club. And this is going to be for kids 12 and under. And when, you, when the children have to come with you into the store, and we will give them a new card every month. And that card will focus on a bird that we find here in the valley area. And they'll get the card for free. And that'll be a different bird every month. And we're hoping that towards the end of the year, maybe the beginning of 2023, we'll see how that works. Um, we're going to have a little trading card club day. So if you came in and maybe you got uh, in the same month and you got two cards of the house finch, then and you're like, oh, my gosh, I really want a different card. Maybe I want the double tail grackle or whatever bird it is that we are working on that month. They can come in towards the end of the year, beginning of next year, and we'll have a little get together and kids can trade their cards for other cards with other kids. When you get your card, the kids will get a little sample of seed as well as their little card. So we hope that if you have a visiting grandkids or you have kids that aren't doing anything for school and you're coming in to buy some seed, bring them with you. So grandparents, bring your grandkids in. Bring the kids into the store and it's fun. It'll be something fun for them too. It's not just yeah, a... Um, that's true. Uh, a trip to the store. Oh my gosh, I have nothing interest. to do. Yes. And so we'll give them cards. So that's going to be starting in July of 2022. All right, so bring your kids yes. to the store, Mesa WBU look, store. Look for the email because we'll send out an email as well. Yes, we will. And thank you guys so much. And once again, if you're interested in those ID cards, come into the store and pick which one works best for you.